do you crave daily motivation and want valuable tips for dealing with the stress of type 1 diabetes? Sign up for our daily email and start your day with a practical type 1 diabetes and mental health tip delivered straight to your inbox. It's like a personal boost for your day from me to you. And best of all, it's absolutely free. Don't wait. Go to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip and subscribe today because every day with type 1 diabetes deserves a healthy start. That's www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip. This episode of the Live Free with UND podcast is brought to you by Vertex. Do you feel all alone in your experience with low blood sugars? If so, this episode is for you. Welcome to the Live Free with UND podcast, brought to you by the Diabetes Psychologist. This is the only podcast where we teach you how to build your type 1 diabetes stress management plan like a sailboat. You are the captain, your diabetes management is the hull, your mindset is the sails, your behavior is the rudder, and your support team is the crew. When you build your sailboat correctly, you will have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and on this episode of the podcast, I do a recap of my life with type 1 diabetes in October 2023. And man, I had some low blood sugars. I talk about how I dealt with this, as well as how I deal with stress of low blood sugar in general. If you ever get stressed out because of low blood sugar, or even just annoyed, you don't want to miss this episode. Hey there, welcome to the Lift Me With T&D podcast. This is the first episode of November, which means I'm going to recap my life with type 1 diabetes in October. Now, October's been a fairly smooth month, although there have been a couple of bumps for me that I want to talk about that have been actually particularly challenging. And the biggest one is I have found that I have been going low a lot more than usual. And sometimes there are these lows that are not the, that annoying. You know, you're going along and the CGM alerts you and you take some glucose tablets and they come back up. But I had a couple of lows this month that really knocked me to the ground. They're the low, those lows that come down very quickly, and then all of a sudden you feel like you just got hit by a bus. And you're sometimes wiped out for the rest of the day. Those are the really challenging ones because not only do they impact your life, but they make you think about diabetes a whole lot more than you want to. They make you think about all of the challenges that diabetes throws your way and really how diabetes gets in the way of your life. When I say your life, I also mean my life because this happens to me on a regular basis. So I want to talk a little bit about what I do when I experience those types of lows. They don't happen very often, but when they do happen, they are really, really challenging for me. So the first thing that I do is I give myself some grace. When I'm laying on my bed or sitting in my office, just trying to recover from that exhaustion that comes from the low. I try not to beat myself up. Sometimes I can tell these stories are brewing in my head about what I should have done differently or why things happened or how I managed my diabetes poorly and so this low is my fault. And to the best of my ability when that happens, I slow myself down. I try to remind myself that diabetes can be unpredictable and that blood sugars are unpredictable and that sometimes you can't prevent these types of lows. 
once I'm feeling better, and hopefully those stories are contained within my mind, I try to do what I call an after-action report. And that's just a fancy way of saying that I try to figure out what happened, try to figure out if there's a reason why the low happened so that I can learn from it. So for example, earlier this month, I had a pretty severe low in the late afternoon. And what had happened was I had had a late lunch and I think that I overbullished. I took too much insulin for my lunch and I crashed. There's really no two ways around it. I don't want to say that I made a mistake that was detrimental, but you know, I made a misjudgment on the carbs. And so now I can learn from that. I can say, you know, when I eat uh, whatever it is I ate, I don't actually remember, I need to take a little less insulin and make a note of that in my mind and also in my phone so that I can remember those things. As you know, diabetes is a constant learning experience, and we have to be able to learn from our experience. We can't expect to know it all right away or know it all ever. Doing some after-action thinking and analysis can really help you to make better decisions and to have better blood sugars later on. Now, I had another low last month that I really couldn't figure out what happened. I you know, tried to figure out if I overbolished or whatever, but I actually didn't have any insulin on board, which is really weird. That was an exercise for me in just chalking things up to diabetes is unpredictable. On a side note, this is an important one though, is especially with automated insulin delivery, we have learned an awful lot about our blood sugars. You know, back in the day, and back in the day, I mean like five or six years ago, we thought that our basal insulin needs were stable over time. Sure, they may change every six months or every year, but for the most part, if you locked in your basal rates, you were in good shape at least for a while. But guess what happened? We found out because of the, the testing and the trials for automated insulin delivery that actually our basal rates and our basal needs change on a regular basis. Now, that's great news for the pump because the pump is able to adjust for those things. But it also is some information that we can use around our lows and how we think about them. If our basal needs are changing, sometimes our blood sugars are going to go high and sometimes they're going to go low. And there's no good explanation other than we didn't have enough basal insulin in our body. Now, some of you may say that's really scary. And some of you may say that's very comforting. For those of you who are saying it's scary, well, it is a little bit scary. You're ba you may have too much basal insulin in your body. And that's just the, way, the reality of the situation. For those of you who say it's comforting, you know that those fluctuations and those variations in your blood sugar are not always your fault. And that's important to remember. I think that for many people, the challenge of low blood sugar is multifaceted. Certainly, we don't like having low blood sugars. It's no fun. It's uncomfortable. It can even be scary. But then we start blaming ourselves for having low blood sugars. All of a sudden, it's our fault. All of a sudden, diabetes is out of control. And that makes things even more challenging. We take a challenge that we have, which is a low blood sugar, and that's a very real challenge. And then all of a sudden, we put meaning on top of it. Sometimes that meaning is blame. Sometimes that meaning is fear. Sometimes that meaning is feeling out of control and feeling paralyzed. And you can see how that takes something that's actually challenging to begin with, the low blood sugar, 
and makes it a whole lot more challenging because of the meaning we put on top of it. Now, imagine what could happen if we had more information about what's happening or why low blood sugars are happening. And that can give you comfort. It may not stop the low blood sugar from happening, but certainly it can help you to understand that the meaning you're putting on it, the fact that it's your fault, or the fact that diabetes is out of control, or that you're never gonna be able to figure it out, all of those things can change. And the meaning can change. All of a sudden, low blood sugars become a lot easier to handle. I wanna tell you a couple of stories about my past life with diabetes, because I wanna let you know that I get how challenging and how scary low blood sugars can be. So I'm gonna take you back to 2007. I had had diabetes at that time for about eight years. And up until then, I had had my fair share of lows, but nothing super scary. It was the night that I defended my dissertation and I decided to have a party at my apartment. So I invited all my friends, my family that was in town, and I cooked up a big feast. I was so excited to celebrate this big milestone of finishing my PhD. It was a huge accomplishment. And so I knew that I would be drinking. I knew I'd be eating a lot. And so what I did was I gave myself a bolus of insulin. Actually, I think it was an extended bolus over the course of three or four hours. And then the party started. And the party was amazing. We had a great time. We celebrated my accomplishment. We ate, we drank, we danced. It was phenomenal. And then I went to bed. And I woke up several hours later with paramedics surrounding me. And I was absolutely confused and terrified. I later found out that my blood sugar had crashed dangerously low and I woke up in a seizure. And luckily someone was there to call 911 and you know, save my life. It was one of the scariest things that ever happened to me. And the next day I woke, I was there and I was just trying to wrap my head around what was happening. First of all, I was completely out of it. I was feeling sick because I had gotten glucagon and I was just confused and terrified. And I thought to myself, I am never going to be able to bring my blood sugar below 200 again. I do not want this ever happening to me again. It was, it was, I, I can't even explain how terrifying this was. As time went on, I got better and I realized that this happened for a reason. Not for some metaphysical reason, but the reason why my blood sugar dropped low was that I made a mistake with my insulin. I took a bolus. And because I was the host of the party, I was entertaining everybody. And quite honestly, I forgot to eat. I had a lot of insulin in my body, thinking that I was going to be eating a lot, and I didn't. And that after-action report really helped me to recover from that low blood sugar and not let it affect me in the long term. In the short term, for sure, I was very hesitant to bring my blood sugar down or to take too much insulin or to go to bed with insulin on board. But because I was able to understand why that low blood sugar happened, and I had a really good reason for it, a really good explanation for it, it made it so much easier for me to move forward. And guess what happened? Well, I kept on doing things that scared me. 
I took insulin for my food. I was able to take insulin when I eat and then maybe go to bed with insulin on board and see what happens. Now, was that easy? Absolutely not. It was actually quite challenging. But what I knew was that if I didn't get information in my experience to know that I could be safe and to know that I could manage my blood sugars and remind myself that I had the ability to protect myself and to keep myself safe, nothing would have changed for me. I would have been stuck in this place of not taking insulin or taking very little insulin, being overly cautious and not doing things in my life that I really wanted to do. And that opportunity to lead with action and to get information in helped me with my recovery from that low. Not only physically, that happened pretty quickly, but also emotionally. And I've really taken that lesson to heart, both for myself as well as for the people that I work with now. Over the past couple of weeks, I have gotten many messages from people with type 1 diabetes who have a fear of low blood sugar. And they say, this fear is paralyzing me. And so when I have a low blood sugar like that, not a severe one, but one that knocks me to my bottom, I remind myself of the reason why I do the work that I do. I realize that my mission in my work is to make sure that nobody with type 1 diabetes is not able to fulfill their dreams, not able to develop into the person that they want to be, especially because they feel paralyzed. They feel like they're in prison because of a fear of low blood sugar. We want to be able to take that fear away from you so that it doesn't get in your way and so that you're able to live your life without letting diabetes in any way and especially the fear of low blood sugar getting your way. Now, I wish I could tell you that that was the only time in my life that I have experienced a severe low blood sugar where I needed help. And unfortunately, it's not. Uh, I Over the course of the next several years, I had a couple more instances where I had some pretty scary lows. Now, what I want to say, though, is since I started using a CGM, I have not had a low where I needed help. And I don't ever plan to have one again. But I also know that I have that flexibility to have the confidence that I'm able to take care of myself. I'm able to keep myself safe. And that's what I really want for you. I really want to share with you that because I've had these experiences, as well as some psychological training around anxiety and fear of lows, that we now have the ability to help people who have a fear of low, who really feel stuck in their lives because they are not able to do what they want to do because they're scared of going low. Sometimes that could mean not taking insulin or taking too little insulin. It could mean avoiding activities or saying no to things because you're worried about what your blood sugar is going to do. All of these things really get in the way of your life. And I was reminded of that this month when I had a couple of lows. Luckily for me, at this time in my life, the fear wasn't the issue. It was the physical impact of that low blood sugar. It knocked me to the ground. And those things are going to happen. I really wish I could tell you they weren't, but you know, lows are part of managing diabetes. Insulin, as you know, is a balancing act. You don't want to have too much on board. You don't want to have too little on board. You have to get it just right. And sometimes it's not going to be that way. 
But we have a couple choices then. We can either always keep our blood sugars high and always avoid activities, or we can go into situations with confidence. Confidence that we're able to manage our blood sugars, and if something goes awry, we're gonna be able to deal with it, to handle it effectively. And that's really what I take away from my diabetes management this month, after those lows. Yes, I'm probably gonna need to adjust my basal rates because I think my basal needs have changed over the course of the past couple months. That just happens. Whether it's the change of seasons or whether it's a change in other situations in my life, my stress, um, how I'm eating, I'm not really sure. I have to do some analysis about that. But those things need to change so that I can avoid going low as much as possible. But also, I need to remind myself that if I do go low, that I have the ability to handle it. I have the ability to take action to treat it and that I'm able to move forward and still do the things that I want to do in my life, even if a low is a possibility. And that's really what I want for you as well. I want to take away from this episode that you have the ability to live your life even with low blood sugar and even with a fear of low blood sugar. And the more you're able to live your life and see that you can handle it, the easier it's going to be for you to take steps forward and do the things that you want to do, manage your diabetes, keep yourself healthy both physically and emotionally, while also overcoming that fear, pushing through it, and making it decrease significantly. At the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action that you can use starting right now in your life to help you reduce your stress and live the life that you want, even with type 1 diabetes. And today your plan of action is make a plan to do an after-action report next time you have a low. Whether it's a run-of-the-mill low or one of those severe lows that knocks you to the ground, make a plan to do an after-action report so you can understand what happened. Ask yourself, what can I learn from this? Is there a reason why this happened? What can I do differently? Doing these after-action reports can really empower you to understand your body, understand your blood sugars, and understand why lows are happening, which is going to give you a whole lot more confidence moving forward to do the things that you want to do in your life. Thanks so much for joining me on the Live Free with T1D podcast, where I teach you how to build your diabetes management plan like a sailboat so you can have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. And I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.